Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. G'day, this is Better Make It Quick. Uh, this is the Wednesday edition of Better Than Yesterday. Making it better every episode. Better than the day before since 2013 and i'm grateful that you're here thanks for being a part of it um we're here mondays wednesdays and fridays mondays and wednesdays and we're the guest fridays i'm here with you and something you hear on this show and every show is going to make it better than it did the day before that's what we do that's what we're a part of i'm Osha ginsburg i'm a uh, podcaster i'm a tv host today i sat in a sauna with my friend and we had man chat in a sauna and it was good uh, but uh, you don't need to know about my sweaty self and my friend Sweaty Self, we are going to talk about Michelle Cowan because in 2020, we had a conversation with Michelle Cowan here. She, at the time, Michelle was the assistant coach for the West Coast Eagles. In 2023, she's head of women's football uh, for West Coast in Perth. And in the middle, in Australia, we're in the middle of footy season. Footy, we have lots of footy here in Australia, if you're not from the country. Uh, we have AFL, NRL, rugby league, that's rugby league, uh, rugby union and soccer. We have four kinds of football. And uh, West Coast Eagles play the AFL kind of football. I think round 24 is this weekend, but don't worry. You, do, you, need, you don't need to be a fan of AFL to, to hear what Michelle and I are going to speak about. During this conversation, now bear in mind, this was 2020 when we had this chat, and um, there was a bit of baby nuzzling during this conversation. It was a really special episode because Wolfie was still quite little. He was less than a year old. And I couldn't get him to sleep, so I was wearing him pretty much through the entire conversation. He was strapped to my chest. We were navigating through sleep training, and um, he just wasn't having his day nap. And so I, I put him on my chest, and if, you know, I had I have the baby, the ergo baby three sixty thing, and I strapped him to my chest, and he was just happily nuzzling and snoring away, and it was delightful. It was a really lovely thing to, to do. Uh, so you might hear a few gurgles as we chat. Uh, I sat down with Michelle in the middle of a pandemic, if you recall, who could forget, and we spoke about all kinds of things, games without crowds, hard to imagine, but it's what we did. But Michelle has a in- really interesting way of looking at it and how it completely changed the game for the players. I think you notice that there are a lot of players now that reflect that they love having a crowd there. 
And maybe at the time when they're in their career and they're just going through the motions, you don't stop and really be appreciative of the fans that are coming through the gate and everybody that you see, all the high fives that you give after the game and the ball that you give away to that little kid that's leaning over the fence. Like it's things that I think a lot of players just took for granted. It's just what what you do and what happens. So I'd like to actually see more AFL players come out right now to say, we miss you. And I haven't really heard a lot of that from the actual players. And I'd like to see that a little bit more because I think they do. And from a spectacle, you know, I certainly enjoy watching a lot of footy, but I prefer it when when there is a bit of a crowd and the oohs and the ahs and all of that that comes along with it. So we all miss the crowds and, and all those little things that come along with having a crowd. You know, gone are the days of probably high-fiving. I hope not, <laughs> but they potentially are when, to the crowd at the end of the game. Um, we saw that at, we had an open training session in the early days and players had to stay two metres away from anybody. So it makes it hard for all those little kids and everyone that wants to come down and, and touch their favourite heroes. And in many cases, I'm I'm sure, you know, you ask any player, there's probably a moment when they were five years old where they high-fived someone at a training and that's the thing that set them off on their path. Yeah, absolutely. Um lucky, I guess, over here in WA, I'm, I'm coaching my daughter's football team. She's nine and it's frustrating, but <laughs> it's, uh, the, the nine-year-old's kicking the ball is something that we're really working hard on in order to make it stop going in every direction. But a couple of AFLW players came down to training last night and presented the jumpers to the girls and there were photos, they were getting photos with them and you know, they were close and and we're allowed to do that over here in, in WA and it's creating incredible memories for these girls that got mm. their first ever footy jumper and they've got an AFLW player right next to them and hopefully that is never going to go away because they're pretty special moments and I've got a number of messages this morning from parents just saying that their daughter is just over the moon with excitement at what happened last night. Oh, what a what an extraordinary gift you've been able to give those kids. I mean, you know, that in itself is a that's a thing you remember forever and ever. That's really something. And I, I noticed where there's a big NRL bent in our household. It's a family thing over here. So I do notice, and I've paid a lot more attention in the last couple of years to how that outreach around the younger people and you know school kids and stuff goes around you know the codes and. Honestly, I've, I've got to say that AFL and AFLW do, do a, a cracking job, a cracking job of framing it to parents and and the way that that, you know, in those very early years, how they frame it and how the experience is for a kid who's five, six, seven. Like to go out on the bloody SCG and kick a footy around after watching a Swans game when you're five, it's like standing on stage at Wembley right after you've watched Queen play, you know? It's like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is absolutely memorable. Big, big stage like that, get the opportunity to play at halftime with your team, your local footy team. And the way that AFL actually uh, has Auskick and how reasonable that price of Auskick is compared to maybe netball or basketball and, and even soccer, I think it's quite expensive. Whereas Auskick, you, you get a backpack, you get your own footy, you get all these things and they get their name on an actual footy card. 
which is like a, a retro footy card and a photo of them and, and it's just, you know, wow factor for the kids. They absolutely love it. And, you know, for me, when I reflect on even uh, coaching women's and, and young girls' footy years and years ago, I'd have a lot of parents that say, too rough. No, I'm not letting my daughter play that. She's going to get tackled, you're going to get hurt. Like, And I'd often have the conversation, well, what what is it that you're really scared of? And then can I have a conversation about the benefits of your daughter playing football when it comes to camaraderie and working together as a team, uh, leadership, uh, fitness, health, mental health, the benefits totally outweigh the potential to get injured. And if we can have the correct coaching in order to help them prevent any injuries, then, then that's great. We want to do that. But certainly the benefits for a young girl and playing football outweigh significantly the risk. So I wanted to know who was that person for Michelle in her life that made her believe that she would be perfect as a coach? What was that, what was that memory? There was actually a, a PE teacher at my school who empowered and encouraged me all the time. And I remember one thing really clearly. I think I was in year 11 and the whole class was doing volleyball. It was part of PE and they were all getting their reports and the teacher had to go off to a meeting and she gave me the clipboard and said, Michelle, can you please do everyone's report? I'm like, well, they're actually my peers and and my friends but you know I've got a responsibility here and she really trusted me and empowered me to take on on that and then I guess throughout my whole schooling there was always I was given opportunities to coach the softball and the hockey of, of younger years but empowered for my year group as well and yeah that really made me grow and just stand taller and had great belief in me for the five years that I was at high school and I remember going to her wedding and she came to my wedding and we still stay in contact. And you can have that person in your life that really believes in you and you can say something that is so out there and and wayward, but they're like, no, no, yeah, you can do that. I agree. And I think my family as well, uh, a lot of people say, oh, what did your mum or your dad think about you and your brother and your sister coaching football? And no one ever said anything about it. It was just as if oh, I've got an interview at West Perth Football Club. Oh, yeah, you're going to be home for dinner? It was just not a big conversation about it. It was, yeah, it was just the norm of what I was doing and, yeah, no one ever questioned it. I love doing this podcast, Michelle, because the answer to that question is so often the same. The answer to that question is like, no, there was someone that showed up. It's usually between the ages of 13 and 17. They went, no, 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 actually, you you can and you should. You've got a thing. You're going to have to work, but you'll be fine. Just do it. And it's the same every freaking time. And I love it. And, you know, because there's no, there's, there's no magic formula to it. It's just we're social animals and we all have a little bit of insecurity. We just need someone that we believe in to go, no, no you've got this, what you think is right, you should chase it down. And we go, okay, I will now, and off we go. It's freaking awesome. (laughs) I reflect on my high school. I went to boarding school in year eight and absolutely loved it and still stay in contact with all those country girls to this day. We really formed a close bond. But I went to Iona and the theme of Iona is Iona girls make a difference. 
And I, and I just keep saying that to myself, even as a 38-year-old, like if I'm going to go and do something, I'm like, no, no, Iona girls make a difference. We're going to make a difference in this. And I had three of the nine-year-olds yesterday in their Iona uniform straight from school coming to training and we just have a little connection and we're like, yeah, Iona girls, fist pump, we make a difference. So, yeah, I think it was an amazing school to go to and I loved going there and maybe my daughter will go there and hopefully she has an incredible experience like I did. But it was a really strong foundation for me and I thank my parents, I guess, for shipping me off to boarding school to go there because I really think it made a difference in, I guess, my confidence and my ability to communicate and, and go and get what I want in life. Yeah, well, and I, I reflect on that with with Audrey as well. Like you really only have one as a parent, you, the one shot you've really got is investing in the kid's education before about the age of 18. After that, you don't really have much more influence because they're their own human being. But that investment of time, of money, of effort, of you're worth it, it's it's so important because it really does. It just sets them off on the course for the rest of their days. You are, a, as you mentioned, persistence earlier. I'm so grateful to reconnect with you. People may not realize we did a corporate gig together. I was sitting in the same chair. You were sitting in the same chair, but it was a different, <laughs> it was a, a different meeting online somewhere. And I really resonated because you and I had something very much in common in that we both, as how long ago it was for me, and similarly for you, we both just went one day, you know, stuff this, and we wrote letters to everybody that we wanted to work for, and one person wrote back, <laughs> and that right. was it. And that was the same thing for you, right? Yeah. Well, it only takes one, and I wrote to all sixteen AFL clubs as a as a young seventeen year old girl, and reflecting on it I just feel so naive when I but I love what I did and it got me to where I am today I wouldn't be who I am and what I do if I didn't have the courage and make the time to actually put writing down and, and write to every club so I wrote to back then all 16 AFL clubs and waited and waited by the letterbox and I got 14 replies back it's funny now because out of the two that never wrote back to me, West Coast Eagles was one of them who I'm currently working for at the moment. So, <laughs> you know, they came writing. It was just 20 years later and Essendon never wrote back to me either. So they were the only two clubs that, and I, I've still got the letters and I love looking back at them to see who was the CEO at the time and who was the footy manager that wrote back to me and some of these guys are still in the competition and, and a lot of them have moved on as well. But there were two clubs that wrote back to me that said that they'd love to catch up and I ended up taking a, a role with Geelong Football Club after a number of meetings. I had a couple of meetings with Gary Davidson. He was a footy manager at the time and I reflect on him thinking, wow, he really looked outside the square back then to give me the time of day to have a conversation and then when he didn't have an opportunity at the football club but he created an opportunity for me because he saw something within me, you know, I reflect on that thinking that's outstanding, brave and courageous leadership for him to do that. Now, the other, the other club I met with, it was North Melbourne Football Club. I don't normally name them and I don't normally talk about them but I'm happy to because we've since had conversations and I think they are a different football club 
to what happened to my experience back then. But they flew over here and I think there was a change in personnel of who was going to meet with me. Originally it was going to be the footy manager and he was unwell and then somebody else stood in and had the meeting and it literally it went for probably three minutes and I drove all the way into the city and I was excited about this and I was prepared and I had a folder and my printed resume and I was excited to meet this person and he didn't give me any time and he just said to me not in my lifetime and and not in your lifetime will women ever coach in the AFL and no disrespect but we need money on board in football clubs and we just cannot have women seen in the coaches box and yeah, for me, that moment was really empowering, though. Like I, a lot of people think, oh, how does somebody say that? But as soon as he said it, I was probably a little bit of me was like, watch me then because I'll show you, I'll prove you wrong. And that was my thought straight away. And so I just continued on that path of knocking down the door and asking the questions. We're back in a moment with Michelle because on Wednesdays we take a little tiny bite out of a much longer episode. So... Uh, This is just a few little bits of the time that we spoke with Michelle. We're back in a moment. We're just going to play some ads and we're back with Michelle Cowan in just a shake. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Better Make It Quick. We're taking a little bite out of a much longer episode from uh, 2020, episode 360, where we chatted with Michelle Cowan, who's now the head of women's football at West Coast Eagles. Uh, She was at the time the assistant coach for West Coast Eagles. So I wanted to know how Michelle handled people cracking jokes, using derogatory terms, terms that men have been using all the time, and now suddenly the shift that there's a woman in the room, yet... We're all still chatting footy. I want to know what that was like. I remember some really uh, inappropriate questions at the end of one of my keynotes out in the country town. And, yeah, so the question got asked that how many, you know, how many guys have I, you know, in the football world have I been with and, you know, do it, go in the change room and have a look and all of that. And as soon as the question get asked, i in that moment, I remember clearly, I just said, yeah, are there any other real questions? And did not give it, again, just didn't give it the oxygen or the air. Later on, after that moment, once we all finished, he came up and apologised, so obviously knew that it was inappropriate. And I used that opportunity just to educate. Like, I did get put into 
I guess, stereotypes of, uh, you know, wanting to be a groupie or um, why am I coaching men's football? What am I doing in the change rooms? And what am I looking at? And am I the masseuse? Do I fill the waters up? All this stuff that, you know, people would think. And, yeah, for me, yeah, he got it wrong. He might have got one cheap laugh out of that whole audience. I think everyone else thought it was inappropriate. And I used the opportunity just to educate. And my education goes along the lines of, do you have a mum, do you have a daughter, do you have a grandma, do you have a sister, do you have a neighbour that is a female? And everybody in the audience or anybody would say yes, they've got one, at least one of those things. So then think about what you do say. Think about the words and don't be disrespectful about it because you'd want your daughter to be anything that she can be and anything that she wants to be. So support people through that. I had some incredible leaders within football clubs that are still to this day a connection of mine and and mentors and and outstanding leaders. And even when I first started at West Perth, it was Darren Harris in 2004 who stood up in front of the whole playing group and said, I'm appointing Michelle to get on board at this football club if anyone has a problem with it. You'll never pull on this jumper and play for this football club ever again. So you can walk out of this room right now because it was different and it had never been done in the history of Australian AFL sport at any level had a female been appointed. But he stood up, he appointed me and then along the way just instilled so much belief in me as well, which for me I felt like I needed to earn the respect of the playing group and for whatever reason I gave myself six weeks to just build relationships connect with them get to know them they can get to know me and this will be okay after six weeks but it was after that first meeting I didn't need six weeks because of what Darren did in that moment to empower encourage inspire me and I just walked out there and coached footy and I wasn't a female coach I was Michelle and I was a footy coach and so powerful for him another Paul Hazelby at at South Fremantle, incredible for me. He was one of the greatest midfielders to play in his time in the AFL and I was the midfield coach and he was the head coach and I remember one time we were getting smashed in the midfield and we didn't win six games in a row and there was an emergency board meeting was called and one of the board members had a problem. He said, Paul, you're one of the greatest midfielders to ever play this game and don't take any offence to what I'm about to say, Michelle, but why would Michelle be our midfield coach when you're one of the best to have ever played? And Paul said, well, because in my entire career I've never met a coach who can communicate more effectively and get the best out of a playing group than what Michelle can and that's why she's our midfield coach. And for me in that moment, he could have succumbed to peer pressure and his contract being up and all this stuff, but instead he backed me into my role and moved on pretty quickly and and didn't want to get into more detail about what their question was about. Extraordinary. It it, it does go to show, though, as you mentioned before, that you were weeding your own guard and that you were, you know, the the way you described it, making sure that you are surrounded by the people that can support you and bring you up. And that we do need a champion. We all need a champion. 
we all need someone who's a little ahead of us wherever the industry that we're in to vouch for us. That's just how it works. And to have someone like that in your corner is, to use another sporting analogy, is, yeah. uh, is, that's, extra, that's extraordinary. That's an ex- extraordinary backing. And I can only imagine that because you are who you are, because you were born with different genitals, you kind of have to work harder than everybody else. Have you found that? Yeah, absolutely. I don't have a 150 games, two premierships and a, a Brownlow medal that can really give me a platform, I guess, to get involved in the game that I love. But I think these days with great leaders being on board at footy clubs, they're actually seeing that diversity is so important. We can't have everyone that looks the same and acts the same and jobs for the boys. We're still Unfortunately, the reality is we are in 2020 and we don't have one single female coach part of the AFL clubs walking off at quarter time or half time. So whilst we've come a long way, we've still got it so, so far to go. We're nowhere near where we should be. And the new leaders that are coming through, the brave and the, the courageous leaders that go, you know what, I know this is what's normally done and like he's, he finishes his career and then comes into a role that we can, you know, he's got to support his family and we can give you a job there. He's got two kids, three kids and, and he needs something. So, yeah, he'll be suitable for the role. But let's look at having greater diversity on our coaching panels because I know that when you've got, 42 blokes that you're coaching, they're all very different. And one incredible example I had was even Marlon Pickett, who's now at Richmond Football Club, debuted in the grand final. When he was at South Frio, the coach would have a, a big meeting about what we were going to do and around training and game plan. And then after that meeting, he'd just come over and say, Michelle, what are we doing? Can you explain it to me? And then we had a great connection that we could talk footy together on the same level and he really connected with me and could really grasp what we were trying to do. So we're all different and all the players are different and some of them are really intimidated maybe to go up to a 300 gamer and ask a question that they might feel stupid asking but it's actually not a stupid question. And we've got to make sure that we create environments that they feel comfortable and confident that they can be their best. And an environment looks like diversity. My full conversation with Michelle Cowan is fantastic. Uh, there's way more baby nuzzles. It's well worth it. It's episode 360. Just scroll back and you can take a listen. She's a truly inspiring human being and I'm super grateful she took the time to chat. Thanks so much for listening. I'm back here on Friday. If this episode was interesting for you, please share it with somebody. Rate and subscribe and like and follow and do whatever it is. But yeah, just text someone. Hit share in the corner of your podcast app and send it over. If you want to get in touch with me, it's super easy. Send osher email at gmail.com. That's where you can find me. And um, I do I do always love to see where you're listening. So shoot a picture with your phone, not while you're driving. Shoot a picture when you get there and send it to me. Send us your email at gmail.com. Thanks to Annie Marr that did audio and video post on this episode. Thanks to Abby Benno who produced this episode. Thanks to Mike Mills who made the music. Toe Hider. And thank you for listening. See you Friday. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project 
there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 